0: It is encounter with God time here on the breakfast show. It is time for question, qu- answer, uh, question for our qu- question for our quiz. <laughs> answers for the question no, of we'll the quiz there. in the day we'll in the we'll quiz. Yeah, and it's also time for Bible study
1: and text messages and text messages. There's a bunch of text messages. And apparently, it's time to call Santa on public phones. It's what the news was saying? They're going to teach on children Earth? how to use public phones by calling Santa. We were we were discussing when we heard that we well, like, do public phones even exist? But there, there's apparently they do. They do. I haven't seen one for years. Mm-hmm. My eyes have just tuned them out. I guess. They're there. They're 100 percent there. We just tuned them out.
0: I remember when there was like, you know, was, Do you have Remember those blue public phones that took coins that used to be in servos? Do those kind of exist anymore? I don't, think so. I, don't
1: think so. I think if you go what down about to a phone your, booth? if a phone you go booth to your local Seven Eleven, it's been replaced by a, a slushy machine. There's, there's no blue phones in there with coin that are coin operated. Well, because every single public phone in Australia is now free; they, they don't take money. Cool. So, I had a phone booth once. Really? Yes, you owned one. I owned a phone
0: booth. Where'd you put it? I rented a house, and in the backyard, oh, and in the backyard of this house, I think the previous person had been like some kind of phone tech person or whatever. Uh huh. And there was a phone booth, so like cool i took the fiberglass out and lots of aluminum for recycling i got like 100 bucks in aluminum for it
1: <laughs> you you made money on a rental yes. property that's you were renting and you made money we actually to be honest we were renting uh-huh
0: and we rented this property that it had a nice yard but outside of the yard which was still on the same property it was like about a 3 acre property mm-hmm. uh, was an area of bush and scrub and rubbish that lots of people had dumped lots of Stuff in, mm. so I cleaned up all of the metal and got two weeks' worth of rent out of the, all the metal on the <laughs> first awesome. first, two, first two weeks paid for just by cleaning the place up. And <laughs> that- it cleaned up and it made a much nicer view for us because we didn't have to look out the front window at rubbish. That that
1: is that is a problem well solved right. Oh, there.
0: absolutely! It was the best. The best ever.
1: That is awesome. Okay, well, we do need to have our question for the quiz, which is, which of the following is not listed in the works of the flesh in Galatians 5? Okay, which is not a work in of the flesh, according to Galatians 5? A, idolatry. B, adultery. C, hatred. Or D, dishonesty. 0491 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. Again, those options which is not listed as a work of the flesh in Galatians 5. A. Idolatry. B. Adultery. C. Hatred. Or D. Dishonesty. 0491 Nine is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one and you'll go into the draw of course to win our amazing prize for this week our journal of the word reference study New King James Bible which we'll give to you for free you just have to win the draw you just have to answer the questions correctly
0: okay so we've got a bunch of text messages pouring in right now everybody's got something to say let's see mm-hmm. what we've got here uh, so Braden says so is this what happened to the blue phones they are now blue slushy
1: <laughs> sure Sure. Uh,
0: actually, actually, I think I'm, uh, I started this text message at the wrong end. But as one who has experienced the rejection of a loved one, the pain is only mm. invisible to those looking on. So, imagine. So, I imagine, and this study proves that the pain of rejection, even as an infant, is very real for an infant. Mm. Animals at times have adopted young that weren't their own, and they showed as much affection as it as if it were their own. How can we claim to be more intelligent than animals if we have in the past and the present not provided the same life necessities to our babies? Mm. Yeah, well, that's that's powerful right there. It mm. continues on. Uh, he says, so yes, uh, yes, I know the answer is sin, but the last bit is more aimed at someone who, while does not believe in the supernatural. Mm. Okay, so we've got, uh, oh, we've got so many text messages here. Where do we even start? Mm. Uh, here we've got one from Janelle who says this one 5G emits the most dangerous EMFs, especially in a tin box. So this is not as good as, this is not good as far as health is concerned. And yes, there's no peace from phone calls, etc. I'm going to disagree with this one. Okay. Yes. Because she says 5G emits the most dangerous EMFs, especially in a tin box. Uh huh. And a plane is not a tin box, it's aluminium. <laughs> you heard
1: it here first guys debunked rebutted all right right, here we go here we go here we go i'd (laughs) like i'd like to
0: hear your reasoning lawson personally i prefer the king james version Uh but if i'm rewarding to my kids i know they prefer me or reading to my kids i know they prefer me to read the new king james so Mm -hmm. i do but I love the old English language and the poetry in its writing. So Braden says, the, new King, the old King James is better than the new King James. Mm-hmm. I'm agreeing with him. I've got an old King James sitting on my desk right here in front of me. Mm-hmm. I think it's better.
1: Mm-hmm. So, Do you want to hear my reasoning? Yeah. The King James yeah. is named after... Well, the new King James is also named after the same guy. Yeah, I was going to say, it's named after the same guy. Uh, Well, other than that, other than that argument, uh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, other than, other than that argument, I don't know. I just, I think the, I think that the language is too old. There is, there is, you know what? There is advantages of the King James. For example, the difference between like the and you is actually actually a different thing. Actually, trans, they're translating something different from the Hebrew itself. Yes. Yes, they are different, which words, is with a different which is You know, what? okay, I'm 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 pretty partial to the King James. I think the King James is great. I think the New King James is as great or greater than than the King James. But if there's a translation that you'd pick to go up against the New King James, I think the the King James is probably the most formidable opponent.
0: It's a formidable opponent. Mm-hmm. There's no question about that. All right, what more can I say about, the mo- about that monster? This is uh, about the uh, pedophile that we talked about earlier. Yeah, yikes. Is that the love of e- <laughs> What more can I say about that monster is that the love of evil will abound and the only thing that we seem to be able to do is pray for our children's protection mm. and that Jesus comes back quickly, mm. which also ties into the good story about Pastor's Hour the Israelites became an isolated nation because they didn't want to be contaminated by the outside world. That is the, exactly the same as what is happening if we only focus on church ministry. Mm. And it rebuked my denomination as a whole because we do not often do that.
1: Mm.
0: Yes. Why weren't we the first ones to put up our hands and say, let's do, let's do pastor story hour in mm. the local library. All right, another one says here, Hi, all I know you won't see this till oh till next week. I'm watching Dr. Phil. They are talking about how to deal with marijuana use in children aged five. I had no idea. It's, it's wow. guys, as recreation use. Some parents think that this is okay to give this to their kid. So much to unpack there and people are pushing that it's okay for legalization. You've got to be joking.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: marijuana use, lo, use, use leaves a scar on everyone and then you get a bunch of people that just end up completely paranoid as a result mm. of it. Why would we legalise it? Mm-hmm. Feli just says, and I, and I believe this is in relation to the story about the pedophile, just awful mm. because that was the most okay. awful story we had. Um, James says, Charles Darwin brought back three uh, Galapagos Turk. Tortoises from the Galapagos Islands. One ended up in Steve Irwin's Australia Zoo and died only a few years ago. Mm. There you go. Brought back by Charles Darwin and doing his thing up at Australia Zoo. We've mm. seen that one.
1: Ah, there you go. Producer Michelle has seen that one. If you've seen it, I've probably seen it too, but I was like five when I went to Australia Zoo, so I, I don't have it. I think my kids are about five. five and I wasn't there. But, um, <laughs> that's all right. No, I wasn't there. I'm not, I'm not in the
0: photo. I'm not in the fo- family photo. Yeah, you were taking the photo. There is... No, I wasn't. <laughs> was a friend of mine was taking the photo. He was the uh, official photographer. Oh, nice. Okay, that pedophile news is beyond disgusting, says Sky. I know we are mm. all called to forgive. I am also struggling to not get mad about it, how this man got away with it for so many children, and how he's now getting away with so much more, I will add Sky. Mm-hmm. There is a thing called righteous indignation. And that's something that we need to practice from time to time.
1: You know what? Like this story, uh, you know, I know we joke around here on the show about me being a, a single young man. But I think really a story like this is, is so shocking that it, it, it is actually discouraging for a young person like me to even have kids. Yeah, I tell you. Because of how freaky it is. Like uh-huh. we get on here on, on Faith the Family. We talk about like stories like this and then like governments making changes to laws to, you know, be able to change the gender of your child without telling you and, and all these different things. It's actually quite nerve wracking. Why would I want to ra- raise a child in a world like this? It's one of those things
0: where You know, for a young single person like yourself who's considering have children, my big piece of advice would be to find a partner who is open to the idea of homeschooling. Mm. Doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to do it, but you've got that up your sleeve in case when the time comes you don't have any other options. Mm. Because if they're the kind of person like, "Nah, I could never do that," fair enough. Move on, find someone who can. <laughs> Lawson is a
1: is a young, sought after young man. Text, he, text me your standards that I should employ. That's right. If you're a young lady
0: who's keen about homeschooling,
1: <laughs> the number is.
0: <laughs> no, it's definitely something that I think that couples who are having children need to be talking about in today's world because of the crazy things that are happening mm. right around us right now all the time you're listening to the breakfast show
1: contact us on zero
0: four nine one
1: zero six four six six nine
0: okay i did say we had a whole slew of text messages here the next one goes in regards to the health series this explains my immunity always being a bit off i do get lonely and i have a job that requires me emotionally i have no one to talk to at the end of the day about my day Mm. it's a catch 22 and that is you know it's challenging for people who work alone Mm. And have don't do not have social connectedness, and this is the thing if you do not have social connectedness during the day in your workspace or your education space, whatever it might be, it makes it so much more important to have a church, yes, that can give you that sense of community and that you can go there and you can be a part of a healthy community. Mm. Okay, let me see here. Oh, well, we've got. Oh, we've got more coming through. Um, it's Okay, Janelle says once again, it's not much so much about the monster but the judicial system which has lowered itself to his level of morality. Mm. And, you know, it goes to show there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there that people who are in the judiciary and politics and so forth are involved in, you know, pedophile, pedophilia and... <laughs> Jeffrey <things>. Epstein.
1: <laughs> and
0: uh, every now and then a Jeffrey Epstein comes out and we suddenly find that, yeah, these are actually not conspiracy theories. Mm. And these are actually people who are protecting their own. Mm. And whoever it was, whichever I don't know which judge it was that lowered this guy's a um, uh, conviction, but whoever it was, they need to be absolutely called out on this one. Mm. Loneliness. This one coming from Raphael. Remember the time years ago uh, where some people where some people decided to stand in public offering free hugs. I remember that. I remember walking through. Uh Pitt Street Mall in Sydney and somebody was there with big sign offering free hugs. Uh maybe someone now. should do that again. Nothing <laughs> changes the battery better than a good hug.
1: That's a COVID hazard now though. That's that's uh COVID doesn't exist anymore. Scones <laughs> it's it's of myth. It's over. <laughs> maybe not.
0: Okay, well done, Turtle. Hundred ninety years, not bad. Tortoise, I should say, mm-hmm. not quite as long as the antediluvian people who lived for around a thousand years. Mm. Yeah, imagine being imagine being alive in a thousand and twenty two.
1: You've seen a bit, but this is the thing: is that if this turtle today lives to like a hundred and ninety, then all well, these tortoises, yes, then these tortoises back in the day.
0: Oh yes, the antediluvian tortoise. tortoises.
1: they they're like.
0: They probably cruised a couple the, thousand. Years probably old. cruised from from the from the entrance of sin right the way through to the flood.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Five G and plane travel. Let's face it; it was only a matter of time for technology to catch up. Not good. Many many years ago, I went for a holiday in Club Med in Tahiti. Mm-hmm. No technology was allowed to be used, and it was the most relaxing holiday I ever had. Wow, there's an there's, a, there's an ad right there. Uh, the pedophile with over a thousand convictions, one thousand lives destroyed. There are times that I believe in the death penalty. This is one of them. Oof. This heavy right there. And uh, I did say a thousand lives destroyed. Just clarify, it was a thousand convictions. Mm-hmm. So you know it could have been less than that. But somebody who has a thousand convictions, you know, by the time you include the internet, includes you, you know it's going to include a lot bigger number than that. Okay, US pastors story hours well done. Totally agree. We should do the same in Australia. Good on them. Oh, couldn't agree more. Mm. In a world where Satan and his followers are after the children, are after the children, God warns them that a millstone should be placed around their necks and drowned in the deepest ocean. Who am I not to agree with God? And that's the end of our text messages. You guys had a lot to say this morning. Mm. We love it when our listeners have so much to say. It is the best. Let's go to Matthew chapter 7. <laughs> yeah. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 is where we're going to kick off, and we're going to read through verse 27. So Matthew 7, verse 21. Go for it.
1: Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On Judgment Day, many will say, Lord, Lord. We prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. But I'll reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who breaks God's laws. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on the bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house under the sand. When the rain and the floods come and the wind beats against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash."
0: Unfortunately, we know a bit about that in Australia, don't we? Oh, yeah, in floods. In times with floods
1: yeah. and so forth, we've seen a few houses
0: go down the river and uh, seen the trauma that that creates for the poor people who lose mm. everything in those circumstances. And it's a very, very vivid illustration for us about where we build our house. And, of course, Jesus is using this illustration and saying, look, think about where you're building your house. Are you building your house on a rock or are you building it on shifting sand? Mm. Now what's interesting is the context to this illustration that Jesus gives about building on shifting sand because the context is the previous verses where he has been talking about people who are saying lord lord mm. and yet their house is built on shifting sand in other words they're making a profession of being a christian but their house is on sand mm. all right let's have a let's have a closer look at these people who make a profession but their house is on shifting sand, what is the basis, what is the foundation of their experience with Jesus? If we go back to uh,
1: the verse 21, 22. Uh, works? Yes. Because their experience with Jesus or the justification that they make that they should have passed the judgment when they didn't is that didn't we do these works for you, God, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we, didn't we uh, you know, cast out demons and perform many miracles? So it's the, on the basis is that, hey, we participated in some type of supernatural work. And therefore, you know, not everyone out here is doing supernatural works. We thought it was only God's people who could do supernatural stuff or be involved or participate in supernatural works. So that should be the justification for us making it into heaven. Yes. And so what you've got here really is people who haven't built
0: their foundation on studying the Word of God Mm. because they're not obeying the Word of God. You know, Mm. you look there in verse 20, you know, Not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, but he that does the will of my Father. You've got a group of people here who are not doing the will of the Father. Why are not doing the will of the Father? One of two reasons: either they're not reading the Word of God, or they are not taking the Word of God
1: seriously. And verse twenty-three really gives us the shows us the reason why they're not. It's like I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. So the litmus test here of whether someone is doing the Father's will is their. Adherence, Adherence of God's law to God's commandments.
0: Yes, mm. absolutely. And you know, as like John says in First John, you know, if you if you claim to be a Christian, but you let me let me look it up. Let me mm-hmm. just let me not try and paraphrase it. Let me look mm-hmm. this one up for you. So I'm going to go to First John chapter two, and uh, this really goes well with what Lawson was just saying here. First John chapter two, it says this. Um, he that says that I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. Mm. And so if you if you are going around saying, yes, I know Jesus, but I'm not going to do what he says, then the Bible simply says you're a liar, there's no truth in you, you don't know Jesus. And the person says, yes, I do know Jesus because I do all of these miracles in the name of Jesus and I have all of these mystical experiences in the name of Jesus. Mm. And what the Bible is saying is experience is not what it's all about. Obedience is what it's all about. Mm. Experience is important and I don't want to downplay experimental and when we talk about experimental I'm talking about experiential religion. Mm. That's incredibly important. Mm. But the foundation of our religion is the Word of God. And if we don't have a foundation on the Word of God, then we are building on shifting sand because experience is something that can change from one day to the next. Mm -hmm. It can change with your emotions. It can change with your feelings. It can change with your environment. It can change with what happens in your life. There are so many different things that can make your experience change and if your experience is your foundation, then you can just be washed away. Mm.
1: You're listening to The Breakfast Show podcast on Faith
0: FM. Positively different. It's The Breakfast Show here,
1: which means that we're going to give another question for our
0: quiz. Lawson.
1: From which tribe were the men who executed the 3,000 following... Sorry. From which tribe were the men who executed the 3,000 following the golden calf apostasy? So, who are the people who executed those 3,000? Following the golden calf apostasy, um, zero for, Oh, I was going to give. I was going to give away the answer. Zero four nine one zero <laughs> six four six six nine. I was going to give you guys an extra little clue, but I'm like, no, you would totally know who it is. Which which tribe were the men from who executed the three thousand people who were involved in idolatry um, and refused fo- to repent? That's right. Following the golden calf apostasy. If you know the answer to that one, you'll go into the draw to win our journal, The Word Reference Bible, New King James Version, the best translation. We'll give it to you absolutely for free. You just have to get in the draw and win the draw. And to get in the draw and win the draw, you just have to answer that question correctly. 0491 064
0: 669. Okay, Lawson, let's talk about about humanity and let's talk about Satan and how he works on humanity. Uh, but before we do, I'm really keen to hear about this illustration you had a minute ago.
1: Okay, yeah. So we were talking about having our relationship with God built on his words and yes. the litmus test for that being his commandments and obedience yes. to them. rather the high than form
0: of, The higher form of worship is obedience.
1: Rather than experience and feeling. And I had an experience with this recently. So... Um, when i drive to church i listen to some of my favorite church music i think it's just a time in which i'm not really thinking about work or whatever it may be and i can just sit there and listen to the music and i often get this feeling where i'm, I'm listening to the music i'm listening to really beautiful worship music a lot of music that we play here on faith fm and i'll get like goosebumps and I am just weeping. I'm driving to church. I've got tears streaming down my face. I'm listening to Let the Words by Eclipse 6. And there's this line in it, let the course of my life lead to thee. And I'm like bawling when I hear that line because it's so powerful. I'm like, this is amazing. I've just got goosebumps all over me. I'm like, wow, God is so good. And then the other day I was at home and uh, I'm, I'm a musician. I play lots of instruments and I was doing some Bass practice and I'll get like a, what's called a, st- a backing track for a standard. So it's like a piece of music and it's got the chords there and you follow along with the chords. And I was just practicing and I was, I was playing the bass and this is just secular jazz music or a standard or whatever it may be that you'll follow along, like sheet music. And I'm just like playing along, practicing bass, and I hit this really good bass line, and it sounded really epic, and there was this cool harmony in the backing track, and I had the same goosebump experience. Now, I didn't start bawling my eyes out or anything like that, but that goosebump experience of like hearing really powerful, amazing music, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I had the same thing when I was listening to completely secular music. Sheet music, just practicing bass. And I was like, oh, wow. I did Music know- on its own is powerful. Yeah, yeah. You can be really moved by music regardless of whether it's Christian or not. I was really surprised at that, but it served to show me just exactly what we're talking about right now. I can have that experience of being really moved by music. And again, if it's in the spiritual context, thinking like, wow, this must mean I'm having an amazing experience with God. And he's really touching my heart in my life. But the reality is... Those moving experiences with music can happen in almost any context. It's a really good illustration. I
0: was studying the Bible with someone one time who had gone along to Hillsong. Mm. There's like 10,000 people in the congregation and they're all on their feet and they're praising God and they've got their hands in the air and they're just you know singing at the tops of their lungs. And he had this amazing euphoric experience as a result Mm. of that. Then he went to the football the next day and had exactly the same experience. Mm. As a secular person, you know he goes to Hillsong. Really, really enjoyed the experience, but he was also smart enough to recognise that. You know what? I went to the footy the day after, and there's no difference between those two yeah, experiences. Cheering for they... my
1: favourite team, yeah, kind of felt the same way.
0: And, and and weeping tears of joy when they won the match. You know, with just you know their, <laughs> yeah. their fingernail scraping through at the very end, just yeah, hanging on and and managing to 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 win the the game. Mm. To me that was such a powerful illustration of building your house on the sand if you build it on feelings and if you build it on emotion there is nothing wrong with feelings there is nothing wrong with emotion. And it's fantastic when you're heading into church and you listen to that piece of music and you're moved by that absolutely. music that draws you closer to God. That's what music is absolutely should always be about but that can't be the foundation.
1: Mm.
0: You know that's that's the garnish on top. Mm. That's the decorations that you add to it. That's the; those are the bits and pieces that are a special blessing from God from time to time, and uh, but if you make that the foundation, then something will come mm. along. That's the same, and you'll go to a rock concert and you you know a secular concert and have the same experience. It's like, well, then church has no meaning for me anymore.
1: Yeah, that's right, and and I think it's it's because yeah, you can just really get that. Feeling from anywhere, and I think it doesn't just apply to worship music. It applies to almost everything we we do in life. It's that if we, for example, if we based our marriages on feelings um, of like, wow, this person say sexually satisfies me. Uh, uh, you can get a marriage that will last, you know, up to 3 years just on that. Just on that. But it's not going to go much further after, than that. But then after 3 years like again it's like wow, I really like this. This food is good because it it tastes good or like you can you can put that in so many different contexts. Yes. And it's unfortunate that that, that reality exists because it means like oh, do I have to you know is it bad that things feel good? Like, is it bad that no, I enjoy things? No, and it's like, not at all. But what our There's point is... got to be is, more to it than that. Is that the foundation is found in God's word. And then the feelings, um, the good, happy, positive, joyful feelings are built on top of that foundation so that it's always in the right context because those feelings, as we're seeing here, as we read this verse, can be fabricated. And people that say, Lord, Lord, I knew you. Like I did those miracles. I was there. I was having that experience. And Jesus doesn't even know you. Of course Jesus knows you, but it's that you're not saved. You don't have a relationship with him. And let's talk about let's talk about human nature and mm. Satan. We
0: we did say we we're gonna talk about this briefly. Uh does does Satan try and push us to extremes?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh is human nature prone to extremes? Yes. Absolutely. Okay, and so this is one of the things that we see if we go back. If we go back in our history, in the history of Christianity, we had a Christianity in the past that was very intellectual. Mm. What was interesting about that, when we had an intellectual Christianity, we had as many women as men who were involved in Christianity. Now we've got a 60-40 split where only 40% of Christians are made up of men, and that's just a really fascinating Statistic to delve into. But in the past, uh, Christianity had a history of being a very intellectual religion that was lacking in experience. Mm. Now we have a religion that is very experiential but is lacking in intellect. Mm. So we can 't even answer the basic questions that a secular person on the street asks us anymore. There was a time in the past where you know any secular question asked by any secular person, a Christian would have the answer you know straight off the bat, bang, and Christianity was strong and the and, and secular people, you know, non-believers and atheists and so forth, were very, very much a minority because Mm. Christians had that intellectual knowledge. Mm. Now we have a situation where people barely take their Bibles to church because they're barely going to use their Bibles Mm. when they go to church and they're barely going to read their Bibles. We need to become students of the Word of God and we need to have a foundation on God's Word that will protect us from mysticism Mm. because once your religion becomes just experiential, with no intellect, that is actually mysticism. You're listening to The Breakfast
1: Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. That was Brian Dorkson with Refiners Fire here on The Breakfast Show this morning. You are listening to us as we give you guys the answers to the quiz this morning. What did the cherubim use to guard the gates of Eden after Adam's fall? A flaming sword. What did Stephen see? Where did Stephen see Jesus standing? At the right hand of God in Heaven in Second Timothy chapter one and verse seven, Paul said to the spirit, said the spirit, sorry, does not make us fearful or timid. Which of the following is not listed in the works of the flesh in Galatians five? It was D dishonesty. And finally, from which tribe were the men who executed the three thousand following the golden calf apostasy? That was Levi. They were the ones to, to execute because they were the only tribe not to fall to worshipping the golden calf. You are listening to The Breakfast Show, and right now it's time for... Question
0: of the Day.
1: All right, Lyle, well, our question of the day this morning is this. Why does the Bible say in John chapter 3 that no one has ascended into heaven? Why does Jesus say that?
0: Yeah, it's a bit of an interesting question, isn't it? Because... I mean, clearly the Bible says that Elijah and Enoch and Moses have ascended to heaven. Mm. So why does Jesus say that no one has ascended to heaven? Mm. Okay, this is a really interesting one. This is a conversation that Jesus is having with Nicodemus, and if we read through the conversation, you know, he challenges Nicodemus and says, Are you a master in Israel and you don't know these things? He's talking about being born again. Truly, truly, I say unto you, we speak that we know and testify what we have seen, and you receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you heavenly things? And no man has ascended to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, which even the son, from heaven, even the son of man, which is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted up. Okay. So there's some interesting context here. And there's a direct relationship between Jesus' statement that no man has uh, ascended to heaven except he that has descended from heaven and the serpent in the wilderness." That was lifted up. What's the correlation between all of these things? Okay, the answer is found if we simply go back to the passage of the Bible that Jesus is quoting from. Because you've got to remember, he's talking to Nicodemus right here. And Nicodemus is one of the greatest rabbis, one of the greatest experts in the Word of God, in the Bible, in theology, one of the greatest theologians in Judah at this particular time. And so he knows he can freely quote uh, from the Old Testament, and Nicodemus will understand exactly what he's talking about. And he's quoting from Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 4. In Proverbs 30 and verse 4 it says, Who has ascended to heaven and come down? Who has gathered the wind in his fists? Who has wrapped the waters in a garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? And what is his son's name? Surely you know. All right, so I want you to notice here that in Proverbs, the Bible is talking about God. Mm-hmm because it talks about him that has ascended to heaven and come down. Uh, the one who has gathered the winds, the wind in his fists and wrapped up the waters in the garment. You know, this is poetic language, but it is talking about God. And then it talks about God's son. And Jesus here is introducing himself as God's son, the son of man. Uh, he describes himself as in verse 4. 13 what's interesting when you read the, the account in proverbs is the language is a little bit different and so when you take it from hebrew and translate it into greek some of the nuances you know can kind of disappear a little bit and it says who has ascended to heaven and come down so it's not just about who has ascended into heaven but it's specifying somebody who has ascended and come down so has jesus ascended into heaven yes he was here back in the day talking with uh, Abraham and then obviously ascended back to heaven, and now he has come back down again. Has anybody else come back down that's gone to heaven? No, Jesus is the only one who fits this category. Later on in his ministry at the Mount of Transfiguration, you could argue that somebody else has come back down. But at this particular point, he is the only one who has both ascended and, and come down, and then he goes, and will ascend. But when he ascends, he ascends as the serpent was lifted up in the wilderness, he ascends on the cross. And that's the greatest height to which Jesus ever reaches because that's where he wins our salvation. And, of course, don't forget to talk faith, to live faith, to act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ today.
1: securely for you god be with you till we meet again Until we meet again at jesus feet we meet again jesus god be with you till we meet again
0: thanks for being a part of the faith fm family join our community on facebook or get in touch at 1800 faith fm